Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Hey, Gil, you caught us and we weren't ready. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, that's okay, buddy, buddy. That's all right. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. And Gil's got control of this radio show. But I've got control of telling you about the best car repair shops list that I created in 1988 because I'm proud of the independent shops in our industry and I'm proud of a lot of shop owners because they truly have your best interest at heart. Quality Transmission is one of those people. But there's a lot of others, and they're all available at MarkSalem.com. You can look at the transmission shops, you can look at paint and body shops, shops that work on diesels, shops that sell tires, and shops that do general repairs. We've got them all over the valley. They're good guys. And here's my promise to you. With Quality Transmission, Larry Harker's, Kurtz, Thompson's Auto Repair, doesn't make any difference. Martin's Auto Repair, Dave Martin's sitting next to me. If you have a problem and the Better Business Bureau tells the shop to make a refund or fix your car and the shop doesn't, I will up to $5,000. It's that simple. And I can tell you, there's no risk associated because I'm not picking bad shops. I'm not picking shops that are going to cost me $5,000 a month. I'm not picking shops that don't know how to take care of people and fix cars right. So, best car repair shops list and quality transmission in Tempe on McClintock North University. He's on that list, and he deserves to be on that list. He's a good shop. He's the only transmission shop in the East Valley that I recommend, as a matter of fact. All righty. Speaking of old-timers... Do you prefer Dave Martin, who owns Martin's Auto, at 3636 North 16th Street, which is Osborne and 16th Street? Do you prefer and work on older cars or newer cars? Um, I do have an older tech that's been with me over 30 years, and um, so I can work on both. But, um, you know, and, and it just depends on, on the vehicle. How old are you talking? Yeah. Uh, you know, the 80s cars, not really turned on about that but we do we do the obd1 we do we do we have all the scan tools for obd2 and we do work on carburetor cars and you were getting to be that that uh, group that works on those carburetor cars is getting narrower and narrower i get customers come into my shop you know with a carburetor car do you work on a carburetor car and yeah and and i'll ask them how many shops you've been to 10 15 shops absolutely and, and everybody says no absolutely absolutely the worst cars in the world were made in the 80s. Absolutely. Because that's when we started, well, in 74, 76, 78, we went to electronic ignition, and if you remember, we thought the world was over. Yeah. We went to, you're going to put this little computer chip in here, and you're going to take the points and condenser out? How are we going to diagnose this? <laughs> you know, are we going to just change parts? So in the 80s, we, when they put a mixture control solenoid on a carburetor, yeah. and they put an O2 sensor in that thing, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. At the same time, the American cars used electricity to make things happen where the import cars if you remember had a mile and a half of vacuum line underneath the hood because they did everything now people say well what's the difference between vacuum and electric okay i want you to go a mile down the road i now want you to drag a wire between you to you and i and a piece of vacuum hose between you and i okay now i'm going to start sucking on my end of the vacuum hose and how long will it be before you feel vacuum at the other end of that vacuum hose 
uh, it'll be a little bit. It'll be a, a week or so. Yeah, probably, yeah. Okay. But when I apply 220 volts to that wire, yeah. how long will it take you <laughs> to know that I've just, I, I got you, I'm going to say to you, Dave, put that wire on your tongue and I'm a mile away and I'm going to put, I'll put 110 to it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> how thanks. long will it take you before you know that I lit that end of the wire up? Seconds. Oh, uh, Not even that. Not even and, a second. Not even a second. Yeah, it, it'll go by, you'll feel it really fast. And, and, and 100% exactly the way it is. You're right. I, I remember the, Vacuum line, and we used to have this dispenser thing that was, I don't know, probably six feet tall and uh-huh. two feet wide. It had all kinds of vacuum lines on it and yep, all kinds all of different those. sizes. Yeah, and we don't hardly use them anymore. It, and in the 80s, when the, the imports went to vacuum and the General Motors and Ford and, and Chrysler and Dodge went to electronics, it really made, made a mess. Then, towards the late end of 80s, we started with really big and the, the catalytic converters, and then in the 90s, we went to fuel injection about OBD2, somewhere in the mid-90s. Well, early 90s, we went to fuel injection, but in, in the mid-90s, we were big into fuel injection, yeah. and now all of a sudden, we're talking about major changes. Some of the young guys that work for me, and probably you, when they start talking, we talking about forward uh, emergency braking and all this new technology on cars, lane, um, where we keep your car in one lane automatically, the young guys get a little scared. Yeah. And I say to them, after electronic transmissions, electronic fuel injection, ABS, traction control, stability control, nothing scares me. <laughs> yeah, and some of that stuff was so hard to diagnose. The OBD1 cars were uh-huh. hard to diagnose. You really didn't give you a lot of help. You yeah. basically had to use everything between your two ears to diagnose it. And you know, and now with OBD2, it's a little bit easier um, to diagnose, but you still have to have expensive tools to do it. And the guy still has to have... It he has to read it. He has to read it and understand it, yeah. So people people say, well, I went down to, to my favorite store, the AZ store, and the kid came out, the three-whiskered kid, came out with his little code reader that cost $19, and he said my catalytic converter's bad. Would you please respond to that? He... he yeah, yeah, no, no, and that's yeah. We get that all the time. We 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 get people coming in there with the little receipt in there with their code under and uh-huh. says, "I need to replace this part." Well, nine times out of ten, that isn't the problem. It's always something else that's used to cause it. O2 sensor can cause it. There's vacuum leaks. Everything can cause it. You know, and right. and and with electricity, one of the things that you know you were talking about that the vacuum analogy with the vacuum hose versus electricity. The the vacuum hose was a little bit easier to diagnose because you could hear it. Right, right. With with electricity, you can't hear that. When when there's a problem with with power getting from one end to the other, you have to find it. You have to figure out where the break is or where, where the breakdown is in the power. Absolutely. And so it's a little harder to diagnose that way. But but you're absolutely right. When when people walk in the door with nine times out of ten, they're wrong. It's not not the problem. Well, it, it's it's a matter of uh, I say this. The code tells you what state you're in. You have to find the city, the street, and the house number. I use that all the time. And it's 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 not um, when we look at scanners and and when you bring your car in and you have a lean code condition, okay? Yeah. So they're going to say that the lean code condition is the mass airflow or something like that. They'll 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 want to sell the customer something, but this three whiskered kid. Who, who I've got underwear older than he is, <laughs> and, and they're on right now. <laughs> How's that picture for you, buddy? <laughs> Thanks. Um, it, I, I, the three-whiskered kid just doesn't understand. We plug this expensive equipment in, and it gives us numbers. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you numbers. I'm, you're, you're plugged into the O2 upstream O2 sensor. Okay, point one. 
versus point nine. Is there a difference there? Absolutely. Okay. You know the difference. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. If this O2 sensor is point one, what's it screaming? What's it talking? More what's fuel. it saying? More fuel. Okay. Give me more fuel. Right. I, I'm not seeing enough gas. Give me more fuel. If it's point nine, it's saying. Lean out. Yeah. It's shut the faucet off. Yeah, right. Well, that's the problem with this kid is he doesn't understand that. Yeah. So when we go in and we look at the O2 sensor, and the O2 sensor is stuck at point one, and it's a battery, by the way. You know that. Yeah. Folks, it's a battery. The O2 sensor is a battery. The oxygen sensor is a battery. When batteries die, does the voltage go up or does the voltage go down? Up. <laughs> up. Yeah. The battery. No, wait a minute. Oh. When a battery dies. Oh, it goes down. It I'm goes sorry. Down. It's okay. I said that wrong. It's okay. So the battery dies, the voltage drops. The O2 sensor does too. So if it's at point one and it's screaming, give me more fuel, it's too lean, it's too lean, give me more fuel. So at this point, we take a can of carb spray and we spray it into the air intake. And all of a sudden, we expect the number to do what? To change, go up. Go up. Yeah. So if it doesn't go up and we're creating the rich condition where it should start screaming rich, 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 then then the O2 sensor's dead. Right. But this kid's going to... And, and I, I had a guy come in the other day, and I felt sorry for him. He, he has five O2 sensors on his truck, and he replaced them all. And he came in, and it was an F car, F truck, and the PCV valve line was sucking air, and you could hear it a mile away. Wow. And all he needed was a $30 piece of rubber. That's all he needed. And the guy, And that guy at the auto parts store had sold him five oxygen sensors, and he installed them all. I had somebody call me. And this is about, I don't know, eight months, maybe a year ago, and wanted to know how much it would cost to replace all four O2 sensors. And I said, why would you do that? Well, the auto parts store told her that she did yeah. for it. And I, I, said, I said, the chances of you having all four O2 sensors are bad is the same as you winning the lottery. Has yeah. that happened recently? <laughs> and she goes, no. And she still wanted a price, but I told her I won't do it because yeah. you're just going to leave her with the check engine light on and, and you're going to be unhappy. Right. And, it's gonna, and, and you want me to work off of his diagnosis, and yeah. I'm, I want to work off my own. Yeah. If you have a bad O2 sensor, I can find it, and it's going to cost you 75 to $125. But the bottom line is, and I think I can probably check all four O2 sensors, I create a lean condition, and they all better go to point one. Right. Close. I create a rich condition, and they all better go to point nine. And if they don't, then we'll figure it out after that. Absolutely. But it's, it's, it's skill, and it's knowledge. All right, let's go talk to Mark. Mark, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question okay. about um, axle nut torque specs. Um, I have a okay. 2004 Impala, and uh, my son's car changed oil on it, and I checked out the front end while I had it up in the air. And uh, everything looked fine, tie rod and all that, but the wheel, I could shift it about a quarter of an inch side to side. And so I started looking at um, manufacturers of wheel hub assemblies for the car, and I noticed that they have different torque specs. One, uh, one manufacturer will have 118 foot-pounds, another will have 155. And wait, so a minute, I checked... wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, okay. stop, stop, stop. Does this axle have sealed front bearings, or does it have serviceable front bearings, this front wheel on this Impala? Okay, so I think I understand your question. It's not serviceable. Um, the whole okay. hub assembly, it's a 2004 Impala. The whole hub okay. assembly okay. comes out. Okay. And and so um, I, I went to a local Chevy dealership, and I got a new um, uh, axle hub nut because I wanted to put that on new when I replaced the hub. And I asked them okay. what the torque spec was, and they said, well, we don't know. And they told me how to contact Chevy and buy a service manual for the car, which is expensive. 
And I don't know um, who to believe in terms of the torque spec. Does it follow the manufacturer of the hub assembly, or does it follow the car? And is there a reliable source outside of GM to find the torque spec? Well, you, you, the problem is, is that you've got your P's and Q's crossed. Okay. Um, um, General Motor may have one, but wouldn't you think that the hub assembly manufacturer would know better? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I actually contacted Timken, um, okay. and they didn't have um, the torque spec on their website, and so I, I sent them an email. And so they came back, and, and they said they would check, and they checked with Mitchell on demand and told me it was 155 okay. foot-pounds. Okay. So right. I was well, hoping it, that it, they would it, tell me their bearing assembly, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and what I think what's everybody saying to you is is that nobody's using a torque wrench on those. <laughs> okay. That's that's the bottom line. Um, re, now think about this, okay? You're going to take the nut off, and you're going to slide this hub assembly off, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to bolt it back on, right? Right. And um, aren't we just going to tighten up that outer nut until we start wobbling the tire? Yeah. Aren't we just going to take zero lash out of that tire? Aren't we going to know just kind of the feel? Because the nut's going to move until it, re it gets to resistance. And, and at that point, top to bottom, 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, we can move the tire in and out like he said, a quarter of an inch. Right. We're just going to continue to tighten that nut till we take zero lash out and that we don't inhibit the spinning of the tire. Right. So I don't know the answer to your question. I don't know. I don't have the answer to your question. I can yeah. just tell you that, that that's how I would do it. Now, doesn't the hub assembly come complete and you just yeah. bolt it to the flange and there yeah. is no outer nut to deal with? Where, where did the outer nut come in? Well, that's on the, uh, the actual axle. On the axle. Oh, on the axle. On the yeah. axle. Okay. Okay. If you're going to spline, if you're going to shoot the splined axle through the hub that's, assembly, that's what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah. You're, then that's called the axle nut. Okay. Okay. That's the axle nut, and 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 again, all that is 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 155 pounds. I don't see that at all. Do you have you ever no. done an axle nut at 155 pounds? I think we'd suck the axle clean through the hub when we did that much. Yeah, there's something um, wrong there. It's just zero lash is all you're interested in. The back side of the, the spline has a race on it that's gonna sit on that inner bearing. Right. So you're right. gonna be just pulling on it till you get to zero lash and then you're done. Okay. So that's what I would do if I were you. Now if you wanted to, you could put it together, take it down to an alignment shop and just say, What would you charge me to just put a wrench on that axle nut and make sure I but don't stake it. You know how when you turn it and you put it on then you're supposed to stake it to where it can't back its way off? Don't stake that nut if you're gonna have somebody else check it for you. Mm -hmm. Because then that ruins the nut. So yeah. All right, I appreciate your call, and I okay, couldn't help you. you with a specific number, but I think zero lash is what we're really interested in. Absolutely. All righty, we'll be back right after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. 
and one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Dan Bethel for the Safe Money Radio Show on Saturday at 8 a.m. You can also call Dan now for your free customized safe information money kit and 115-page safe money book at 877-517-2346. That's 877-517-2346. Why does your child need an Arizona identification card? Because more than 2,000 children are reported missing every day. With an Arizona ID card, law enforcement can respond even faster during an Amber Alert. It also protects children against identity theft. Get your child an Arizona ID card at any motor vehicle division office. Learn more at azdot.gov slash child ID. Sponsored by ADOT in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. A new national poll by Wall Street Journal and NBC News exposes serious problems for the GOP and for talk radio. On some issues, self-described Republicans express opinions you'd expect with huge majorities backing traditional marriage, gun rights, and the right-to-life movement. But respondents were also asked, do you enjoy listening to conservative talk radio? Only 38% of Republicans said yes, meaning that 62% of the GOP doesn't even like the most important component of conservative media. This reflects sharp declines in ratings for some of the most prominent talk radio shows. The angry, shrill, and pessimistic tone taken by many hosts appeals to barely a third of those who identify with the GOP. Republicans should recognize that radio rants don't really speak for the party's broader base, and radio talkers should provide a more reasoned and welcoming perspective to reach a wider audience. I'm Michael Medved. Every 20 seconds, another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me here is Dave Martin, who owns Martin's Auto Repair, 36 36 North 16th Street, which is Osborne and 16th Street, just north of that. And uh, Dave and his father, Dennis, have been friends of mine since the 70s. Um, Your dad was in the gas station business when I was in the gas station business during the 70s. And uh, we... We worked together a lot, and we and, and he was one of the founders, along with Bill Bridwell, of the uh, Service Station Dealers Association. Yep, that, that's going way back. There. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember going to the meetings. And yep, Brent Crosby was the uh, yep. the uh, guy that ran that, and uh, our our whole focus was is to um, to sell gas and work for the major oil companies. But what caused the 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 demise of us is that that they didn't pass the divorcement law. The divorcement law said that the major car com- uh, gas companies who were the manufacturers of the gas, 
they could not be in the retail of gas. Well, in the in yeah. the 80s, that happened, and of course today, every gas station out there is owned by the oil companies or run by the oil companies. How many independents do you know? That are that well. There's uh, I think there's probably four, okay. maybe five that I'm 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 I rem- that I knew growing up. Do you ever catch yourself saying st- going to the station? I still say that, and yeah. it's so funny because when I go to meetings with other shop owners, they go, "What's the station?" Because yeah. no, <laughs> they, right. they were never in the gas station business, and we were station, you know. And you were absolutely right. And and uh, but no, you're right. And full service, I think there's only one. I think Bridwell's the only guy left. Yeah, and he's. I think he's he's uh, he's got a, 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 a with Conoco or something like that, or Kendall or um, it starts with a K. Uh, I think it is. But anyway, he has a, a contract, so he's an independent guy, okay. and he's got the only full-service island in the state of Arizona that I know of. Yeah, me too. I it's think Scottsdale so. and Lincoln. Yeah. And uh, and you're going to pay a little bit more for the self-service island, but they're washing your windows, checking your tires, and they're doing what you and I grew up on. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. When it's, we started in the business, everything was full-service. Nobody, there, was no, there wasn't self-service. Okay. And, and then gradually we had one one lane that was self-service mm-hmm. and one was full service and, and we actually kept that up until the very end we always had a full service because we still had customers that were coming in that like, wanted it wanted it so yeah. we used to do that and and uh yeah i remember that you know pull up check the tires clean the windows check all the fluids uh you know it was it, it was kind of great it was a lot of fun it was it was a good life it, it was, was a good life for us to grow up in yeah all right, another old guy in town is Larry Harker's Auto. He's been around in Phoenix since 1967. Bob and Ellen own Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and Indian School. And if you draw a square box in that area, north Camelback, south to the 10, on the west side, the 101, and on the east side, I-17, there's one shop in that square area with lots of miles that's made the muster, and that's Larry Harker's Auto. He's a great diagnostician. There's lots of shops in his area that actually bring him cars and have him diagnose it, then they fix it. Well, there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of people do that. A lot of shops do that. But if you really want the best guy in that entire area, Camelback to the north, the I-10 to the south, the west side is the 101, and the east side is the I-17, then you just have to go to Larry Harker's Auto Repair at 38th Avenue Indian School. All right, the phone numbers are open. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We were talking to Mark a few minutes ago about his axle nut thing, and yeah. I think the terminology got both of us good. Yeah. Um, we were talking, on, he was on talking on channel A, and we were talking on channel B. I was talking on channel yeah. B. The, the nut that he was talking about is, a, is an axle nut, and he said that he called Timken and asked them for the torque spec. Timken is the wheel bearing guy, <laughs> and so he was talking apples and apples to Timken, yeah. because Timken was giving him, on our hub assemblies, we torque that nut to this, but in reality, he was talking about the axle nut, and if he was going to go and get the axle nut torque specification, he would go to an, to a company who rebuilds or distributes brand new axles. And you brought that up, so thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. He needs he needs to figure out what what the torque specs on the axle nut if he wants to do that. But what you said earlier was, I mean, when we used to serve we used to service bearings, we never really had a torque spec. I mean, we didn't torque them. We just went ahead and and like you said, took the play out of it. Right. When was when you grew up in a gas station along with me? Would I be lying if I said at least twice a week? We had a, a wheel bearing on a on a spindle that we had to to beat off. Oh yeah. 
All right. Then we got the die grinders, the little grinding wheels where we could cut to 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock and peel them right off the right. spindles. Yeah. That made it easy. Now, when was the last time you had wheel bearings stuck on a spindle? Um, could you, you know, remember? No, I don't remember. You know, with, with the... With the a axle going through there, we had one in there that uh, was a back east car, and it was rusted on okay. there in the bearing, and we had a little bit of a challenge getting that off, but n not what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. And it's because of the grease. The yeah. oil companies will tell you it's because of the grease, and it is true. Yeah. It is true. We have such better grease than we had before, but we also don't service wheel bearings like we used to before. Yeah. So, Mark, when you talked about um, the, the, the nut that you were talking about, you were talking to Timken, so they were talking about a hub nut and really the correct terminology for the nut you were talking about is the axle nut. You have a front wheel drive and that axle nut. So do you, can you think of the name of, a, of an axle manufacturer? Um, gosh. Um, I can't think of anybody. I, 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 I'm thinking what you, what, that nut, that, that, that uh, torque specification would come in a box um, if he went to a parts store. And he said, set out an axle for a, uh, whatever that was, a, a 94 or an 04, 04 Impala. 04, yeah. Yeah, 04 Chevrolet Impala. Can I see an axle for it? So they're going to set it, and they're going to open it up. And in that box is going to be the torque spec. For right. That that's a good call. Yeah, that's that's a good call. That's probably what he needs to do. That's, that's yeah, that's... He just he needs to say I, I just want to see what it looks like. Yeah. You know that would explain why he's not buying it. Yeah. But at the same time he can look at it. Then he can look at the piece of paper that's inside there because there's going to be a torque spec for that axle. Yeah, there will be. And he could also go to the Chevrolet dealership and go into the parts store and say, hey, pull out an axle for me and and let, let me all I want is the torque spec off of the the uh, axle nut that's in the box. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to open a box for him, but uh, I think most parts stores would help him out. Absolutely. I, you know, That's I, easy yeah. to get Go to a Napa or yeah, Car exactly. West or something, and I'm sure they'll help you out. Right. All righty. One of the things that, that I've now also noticed is is that that we've got a couple of young technicians, and what I like about them is is they have this no-fear attitude. Yeah. So if you give them a job where you're going to replace a Toyota ABS pump assembly, which on a 1 to 10 scale in my world, I think that's about a number 8 in sophistication and in, in, in difficulty. And they have no problem with that at all. And the real proof of the pudding is, is <laughs> driving it on the test drive and not having it leak, brake fluid, and, and having the ABS light go off. But I like that. Do you run across that? Absolutely. And you know what? It was explained to me this way is that you and I, and you're, a little, you're just a little bit older. All right. I'm going to hold you. Okay. Because I'm looking at the clock and I, I messed up. We'll be right back. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back right after this. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair. The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. 
Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website. Best car repair shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit EnviroPaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix area. All about that demon Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back. 33 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, Dave Martin here from Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street in Osborne. Been around since 1971. And um, Dave's dad um, and I go back to the 70s and perhaps even the 60s, I think. Because you, uh, I started in a gas station at Shell Station in Tempe in 1968 as a gas pump jockey, and that's when I really kind of met everybody. I remember your dad, though, is when I ended up at the Better Business Bureau, and your dad was there as well, yeah. and uh, helping out. So we were. You guys kind of started that thing. We did. Yeah. We did, and uh, and and it was just because the technical nature of our car repair complaints at the Better Business Bureau was difficult for the people at the Better Business Bureau to comprehend. And so I offered to put together a committee of trusted and and responsible shop owners and technicians that would give them advice. So you know you know what the biggest argument was? What was that? One word. Whether we were going to make a recommendation or whether we were going to make the determination. Oh really? And I said I said, you know what, it doesn't make any difference to us. We don't care. If you call it what you want it, we're going to tell you what we think, and then you can decide. And to this day, it's called a recommendation. But to this day, I don't know of a single time the Better Business Bureau has overruled the Auto Advisory Committee. Yeah, no, I I think you guys have always done a really good job of that. and I, it's always been fair for the shop, and it's been fair for the customer, and that's that's really what the gold was. When, oh yeah. When you originally started it, you wanted somebody with an educated mind that knew something about our industry that could make that make those decisions. Well, Bruce, um, I'm not going to give you his last name, but Bruce had a shop at 43rd and Bethany, and uh, he was on the committee, and he had a complaint, and he walked in the door, and I'll never forget this. This was back in the 70s. He walked in the door, and he sat down, and and we're all kind of looking at him because. He got a complaint, yeah. and it's a bad one. And he looked at us, and he smiled, and he pulls out his checkbook, and he lays it on the table, and he says, I'm ready. 
whatever you want already. So it was it was a, it was an easy thing. Yeah. It was an easy, it was a, it was a dispute over seventy seven dollars. And he wrote the check. He says he says I said are, are you going to make us go through this? Why don't you just pony it? He says I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I said I'll tell you what. I think you want to hear the discussion, so we'll have it in front of you. So the group had the discussion, and then we took a vote, and we said, we think that you should give him a second. He said, yeah, I'll do it right now. He wrote the check. How many times have you ever had a complaint where you just figured out it's just a communication problem? Oh, 80% Nine, of them. Yeah, 80, I was going to yeah. say 90, but, but yeah, yeah, 80, 90% is, is when I read these complaints uh, when, when my dad was on the board and I, I'd read them, I would... Um, I, I would just say that there's just lack of communication. Not only that is is a, a guy wrote up a real bad review of us the other day because he says that I called everybody else and they say that when you replace the air filter, nobody charges to replace the air filter. Yeah, not true. Okay, well, it was a cabin filter. Yeah. A cabin air filter. And I figured that's where you're going. Exactly. And a cabin air filter, we had to take the glove box assembly out. Right. Then we vacuum all that area, and, and I charged him exactly what the book time says, which right. was $42. Yeah. Here's what he did to make me mad. He filed a complaint under the last name of Green, and he said, you know, Mark Salem's a ripoff, and he, he beat me up pretty good. So I have 90 customers with the last name of green so i checked every single work order for four hours i tried to find the work order with the cabin filter so that i could call him and say you know i I, i'm sorry but i knew he was taught he had bid an air filter replacement and the cabin filter is different so anyway so i couldn't find him so then he writes me a letter and he says um i think you should refund my money and his name isn't green he changed his last name, and I said, so I spent four hours tracking down bogus information. You lied about your name. You lied about the date. You lied about the car. You lied about the whole situation, and now all of a sudden you think I'm going to refund your money. Yeah. And I said, no, and I'll now I'll even do one of that. I'm closing your customer account. I don't want you back. Because you could have handled this in a real different way. You could have come and said, would you please explain to me why $44 is an appropriate charge for to replace an air filter when I call around and everybody else says they, they usually replace air filters for free, and I agree with that. I said, the difference is you forgot the word cabin yeah. air filter, and that's a big difference. And I would have explained it to you, and I would have done it again for you just to see the difficulty. Or you can go to YouTube and find out and just have them do show you how it's how, what it's like. Well, I tell you, I, I had a complaint years ago, and... and after I got done with the guy, and he goes, he said to me, he goes, well, he goes, that was easy. I guess I should have just called you before I wrote the letter. I sure wish they would. And, you know, that's that's just my point is is that if you have a complaint with shop, call the owner and talk to him. Uh, how hard is that? It's easy. It's easy. Well, when we talk about the best car repair shops, we do as a group take care of our customers, and Kurtz Auto is one of them. I-17 in Bell, northeast corner, been around a very long time. He's a good operation. He's a family operation, and he does what you would make your dad happy. When you're a new customer of Kurtz Auto Repair at I-17 and Bell, within the next week, his wife is going to come to your house with homemade baked goods. She makes the goods. And she's saying, thank you for trusting us to work on your car. That's something your dad would have done in the 70s and the 60s and the 50s, but nobody does that anymore. But Kurtz Auto at I-17 and Bell does. He works on gas and diesel, and he's made me look like a hero by fixing cars. From I've sent people to him saying Kurt can fix this, and he's actually fixed their cars. And so he makes me look like a hero, even though I don't have to do anything but refer him. That's way so to do that. that's a pretty good thing. 602-508-0960. Bob and Jimmy are my first two callers on the other side of this break. We'll be right back right after this.
Mark Levin wants the GOP to seize the day. I'm concerned about lost opportunities here. The Democrats are so bad. They're so extreme. The opportunity to reach out to the American people, not just Republicans, not just conservatives, but the American people. And I don't mean with, uh, you know, taunts and uh, bimbo and all the rest of it. Reach out with them. Tell them what we can do, what we think we can do. We advance our agenda. It's being lost. Mark Levin, weeknights at 7, right after the Seth Liebson Show at 10, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASC-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus. Krill Omega 50 Plus combines krill oil with ultra-pure fish oil in one tiny pill, and it promotes your joint health, your heart health, your arteries, brain function, and even your eye health. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus today. Just pay for shipping, and we'll send you a free bottle. Experience the miracle of Krill Omega 50 Plus. Call now for your free bottle. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 
Welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Dave Martin sitting here to my right. And uh, a good guy, a good shop, 16th Street, just north of Osborne. Been around a long time. Dennis, his father's been in that area since the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, 1971 is when he started. Started. All righty. And uh, let me tell you real quick about Thompson's Auto Repair. In Mesa, there's one shop that's been able to pass the filters, been past the muster, that checks out to be the kind of shop that I can put my name behind and say, this is a great place to go, and that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They've been in Mesa since 1970. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. Brian and Thelma are the most wonderful people you can imagine. They work together. They have a very honest shop, and Brian is as honest as the day is long. You couldn't. He's the kind of guy that you hope marries your daughter. That's exactly how I describe Brian, is the kind of guy that you hope marries your daughter. So anyway, if you're in Mesa and you're looking for a good shop, try Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. All right, let's go to the phones. Jim, you're up first. How can I help you? Yeah, I've got a 2016 uh, Subaru Crosstrek. I got okay. it uh, back in the 1st of September. I love the car, but we've had trouble from the start with the radio, in particular the uh, AM side. The dealership okay. put in a brand-new uh, radio. They ordered it. It had to come from somewhere. Uh, they, they put it in. had the same problems. Now the dealership is telling me that it uh, it's the AM radio situation around the country, that AM radios are getting to be obsolete and that you can't count on them for reception. And what I do, my, what my radio does is the volume, just it roams on its own, and as it goes up, it goes to strictly to treble, it's very shrill, and then it'll come back down, and it, it, uh, it roams like this through uh, oh, a big part of the time you're driving. And I was just curious okay. if you'd uh, heard of that before. Well, I, um, he's telling me something I've never heard before, and I've been in the radio business since 1988, and I've been on AM and FM, and I've been on Cirrus, and I've been on NASCAR radio, and I've been in St. Louis and Oklahoma City. I've been around, and I've never heard that before. Well, let me tell you, you mentioned two cities that we lived in before we came out here. We lived in St. Louis and Oklahoma City and came out here and had driven nothing but uh, Hondas and uh honda accords and we listened to am we listened to fm and in fact until i traded in the uh, 2007 honda i listened to am all the time and didn't have a problem until i got this and then all of a sudden the uh uh the car runs fine we love the car but the the radio situation it it it, he's whoever told you that just simply is telling you to get you off their back do you have a stereo shop dave that you like i do there's a place uh called sun valley stereo down on 28th street in thomas okay and the guys down there are really smart Um, okay and i'm gonna sun valley uh radio sun valley stereo stereo at 28th street in thomas yeah all right and then i use a guy called sounds good to me on broadway in tempe sounds good to me I know one of our stereo shops is yeah. going to be able to help you with this roaming volume and this. The, the antenna on a FM antenna has to be 30 inches long. An AM ten antenna has a different wave to it, and it's a different length. I think you have an antenna problem. I think that your car is probably built for Cirrus radio, which is a separate antenna, Cirrus or whatever that other place is, and FM. AM is is a dying breed. There's no question about AM being a dying breed, but but what they've told you just isn't true. So 
Um, again, what's the name of your stereo shop? It's uh, Sun Valley uh, Sun Valley Stereo at 28th Street and Thomas. And and tell them that Dave sent you. And tell them everyone tells me that no one can fix this problem. But I talked to Dave Martin, and he said that I should try you. And that's called waving the red flag in front of the bull. <laughs> yeah. And if you go to Sounds Good to Me in Tempe, you say Mark Salem sent me. And I, I, I'd like you to do that. And then if you have to pay to get it fixed, then I would go back to the dealer and respectfully ask them to pay the bill that you you paid to get your car fixed. Thank you very much, Jim. Good luck to you. David, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, good afternoon. <clears throat> hey, yes, sir, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm looking for someone who can do a bump steer alignment on a 64 Chevy 2. A bump steer. And why don't you tell me what a bump steer is, even though I'm certified in alignments and have been <laughs> certified for 35 years? Because it has the heim joints as my tie rod in. Okay. Okay. And 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 why are you using the word bump steer? Because that, that's the kit I put on. They call it a bump steer kit. So whenever okay. you know my wheel travels, it it changes the direction of my steering wheel. So right now, if I go over 40 miles an hour, I I can end up in the curb or tree or something else. Okay. So you took the tie rod ends out and you put heim joints in. Right. Okay. Well, um, if the alignment is right and the heim joints are not changing the alignment when you turn all the way lock steer right and lock steer left, then you have an alignment problem. But if the heim joints don't hold caster and camber in spec when you turn all the way right and all the way left, then... Um, you've got a problem with the heim joints. A heim joint is more of a wrist joint. It's a wrist joint where a tie rod end is just left and right. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily handle up and down real well, but it's it's whole it's a horizontal joint, not necessarily a vertical joint. Your heim joints are quite different. Um, who who did who? I mean, how many? Who's done the alignments already? Uh, I haven't done any since I put this on, but okay. But, all right, well, that's what, all, I, what part started, of town do you live in? Uh, Northwest Phoenix, up Bell on 51st Avenue. Okay, well, I talked to Tom at Thunderbird Auto up in Surprise. and Or I talked to Mike at Mike's Auto Tech. Mike at Mike's Auto Tech or uh, Tom Fletcher at uh, Thunderbird Auto in Surprise. Both of those guys are good alignment shops. Um, but but it's going to cost you money to put your car on the rack and to turn and to take alignment readings and then turn the steering wheel all the way to the right and all the way to the left to see if we're going to be able to hold the alignment in. Because setting it up to go straight is one thing, but having the, the, the geometry of the front end stay the same left and right is another thing. Heim joints are going to throw a, a, a curveball into that. But is the heim joint on the tie rod ends or, or is the heim joint from the steering column to the box? That's on a tie rod and it's off the rack. This all started because I went from a manual steering to a manual rack to a power rack. Okay. Well, when you start redesigning a car like you're doing, um, the chances of success fall to less than 40%. So, but I, I, I got to tell you, um, do you know anybody who, who does? Do you guys do alignments? We do alignments. You want any show. part of this? Okay, and, and, and I'll tell you what I will do. I'm clear across the world from you. I'm 40 miles away from you, but I've got two of the best alignment guys in the world, and if anybody can get it straight, we can. But there's also a possibility that you're going to spend $100 and get nothing, so you need okay. to know that. But no, I'm willing to do it. I, I, and, and your contact here would be Eddie, my shop foreman. Eddie would be the one to take care of you. All righty? Okay. Good luck, David. 
Thank you very you. much, buddy. Thank you. All right, Paul, you're up next. Paul, go ahead. How, how can I? How are you guys? So good, I good. have a, a little bit of welding that needs to be done. It is the rear anti-sway bar mount. It's part of the rear subframe. I put a larger aftermarket anti-sway bar on this thing. It actually physically tore the mounting tab uh, apart. So I'm looking for a really good mobile welder fabricator that can help me put that back together. No, neither one of us are, are willing to take that. Um, I think, I, I, and and feel free to correct me if I'm not speaking for you. I'm going to speak for me, no. and I think for you. Yeah. The mobile welding guys are about as the the success rate with mobile welding guys. And I've been in this business since 1968. The success rate is zero. It's just well. zero. You you have to know what you're doing. You have to have you have to know what flux means. You have to know your electric your electrical load on your arc welder or your wire feed welder, and that's such a difficult thing to do. If you want to find a mobile guy, you're going to have to call a big tractor supply company here in town, and uh -huh. they'll know some of those guys that can weld those big bulldozers and right. those big track hoes and all that kind of stuff. That's the guy you're going to want. But what, but more than just welding it, you need to have somebody fabricate a new bracket and then attach it to your car. Yeah, and it's either that the, or put a doubler on it. It's basically a butt joint weld, and I'm perfectly happy to take it to a shop and have it done. I just uh, The first approach I took at it was for me to get the muffler out of the way, and as okay. the guy said, I'll just come out and do it in your garage. All right. Well, if you're going to take it to a shop, I would suggest Phoenix Body Works because Greg over there is really good. His guys uh -huh. really do good welding. Um, they have the ability to build a bracket and weld it up there if that's what you want to do. But that's who yeah. I would take a hot rod to. If I needed something, what you need done, I'd take it to Phoenix Body Works. I'd talk to Greg. That's great. Thank you, sir. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you. Right. Yeah, the mobile welding guys, we've had some tough times with them. And welding's tough anyway. I mean, like you just said a minute ago, it's there's a science to it. And there's it's you have to know what you're doing when you're welding. Otherwise, it just doesn't hold. Uh, the, the problem, here's, here's I want to tell you. Do you know that I can't cook? Oh, well, I can't either. Okay. I'm with you there. I, I can't cook. And yeah. you know why I can't cook? It's because I'm an idiot. <laughs> because when when you want me to cook a steak, I want to know exactly what the temperature should be. I want to know how long it's on the uh, top and how long it's on the bottom. I want to know how far away it is from the coals. For me, science. I need science. I need specifics. Yeah. I need to know what temperature. Does the does the top, is it open or is it closed? Do I cook the steak? I know at 160, i got to kill the germs at 160. So I'm thinking it's going to be 180, 200. But the, the science of cooking escapes me. I am just a square box kind of guy. Yeah. When you weld, you've got air pressure, you've got electrical, you've got AC and DC, you've got upside down, you've got right side up, you've got all the different metals, you've got dissimilar metals, you've got dissimilar, you've got rust to deal with, you have all that stuff. I'm a pretty good welder, but I'm not crawling underneath anybody's car and telling them that I'm going to be able to do what he needs done. I'm not that good. No, and then, yeah, it's just, it's not worth doing that. And, and if somebody really wants to do modifications or, or the, that's the mobile welding thing. I think you hit the nail right on the head there. If you get somebody that goes out in the fields and the tractors and welds stuff like that, that's probably the perfect person to do that. 
it, and or those, a body shop like E-Tech. Yeah, but the guys that weld on those big tractors, they have the equipment yeah. necessary. Yeah. So they can weld. And I had one guy tell me, I can weld two pieces of tin foil together if you want me, <laughs> or I can weld two one-inch plates together and have them hold. That's good. So with that kind of power, that kind of technology, that kind of knowledge, and the mobile welders that I like are the guys that have worked on the gas pipelines where your weld is then x-rayed, and if it ain't good enough, they make you grind it out and do it again. Yeah. You learn real fast how to weld then. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of my employees, his son's working at the mines, and he's he's been doing some welding out there, and, and he's really good. Uh, he's a young kid, too, yeah. but he's really good at it. So I think in, the, in this case, though, we're going to need to fabricate a bracket. Yeah. We're going to need to fix the There's problem more. that we ripped off the subframe, and then we're going to – and maybe the bracket has a plate – that wraps the subframe, and that we're going to weld it, or even bolt it to the subframe, and then tack weld it, or weld some 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 one-inch uh, runs, and to to strengthen that up. But we can't over-strengthen that subframe area because we put this big, huge bracket on there, and pretty soon we're just twisting the car in half. Yeah. So now we're going to bend the subframe because the bracket's now tougher than the subframe. So that's the difficult part. That's why Greg at, at uh, Phoenix Body Works is a good guy. Yeah. We got anybody else? All clear. You know, you were talking about the food analogy. I tell my wife, you're good at cooking, I'm good at eating. We've got that figured out. You know, and you know what my wife says? She says, you're an idiot. You admit <laughs> to people you can't cook a hamburger? And I go, yeah. And she says, is that just so you don't have to cook a hamburger? I said, I'd just soon be the beer guy. <laughs> I did this one time. I'd rather be the beer guy. What kind of beer would you like to the cook? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Budweiser, Coors Light, what do you want? Corona, I, I'll get it for you. I'd rather be the beer guy. Let him Let him try to make everybody happy. You want rare, medium rare, <laughs> medium well, medium well, d- darker than this. All the crap. Just eat it and be quiet. That's it. That's it. Paul, good morning to you. How can we help you today? Oh, you already did. I, I was just hanging on listening to the rest of the conversation. I enjoyed hearing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, in my ear, they go, we got another Paul on the call or on the line. And I thought, okay, I'll just take him because i got a few minutes. But anyway, well, good luck to you, Paul. Uh, we're not making fun of you. We're just talking about how stupid we are that we can't cook. <laughs> All right? Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah, my wife says, I think you don't cook because you don't want the criticism. I said, that's exactly right. I, I don't want to I don't want to cook. Well, my wife used to send me to the store pick up stuff, so I go up to the checkout counter and the lady goes, "Did you find everything you needed?" I said, "I hope not." And she goes, "Why is that?" I go, "Because if I bring home the wrong stuff, she won't do this anymore." Oh, you know what? <laughs> we went to Price Club the other day. We went in to buy a three-inch topper for your bed, that memory foam topper. Yeah. We decided we were going to try that. That's what we went in for. It was a hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Uh-huh. We left four hundred and ninety-nine dollars <laughs> later. And and I looked at my wife going, what happened? She says, well, your pistachios. And I said, my pistachios were $29. <laughs> what about all that other stuff in there? So that's why I don't go shopping either. Yeah. I, I don't do shopping. I don't do cooking. Um, I, I, I just make sure her car is, it's, is bulletproof and running all the time, and it's everything that she wants it to be. My wife is convinced I'm so dumb. One time she asked me to do the laundry, and she said, there's five loads there. I said, there's one. All right. Well, we're going to see you next week. Take care. Thanks very much.